0: Hello and good evening. Welcome to All About Football. My name is Brad Curtis. Alongside me is Jesse Ledford. Today we're going to be talking about the 2020 draft, the trades, and the futures of franchises that could be affected by this phenomenal draft. Jesse, what is your take on the draft?
1: Well, you know, the first big takeaway that I have to pull from that is Joe Burrow going number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, People can say what they want about the Bengals. They can say what they want about Burrow. Burrow had an absolutely phenomenal season in LSU last year. And even the 2018 season, you know, he did big things. It just wasn't as breakout as his 2019 season. Now, I think that the biggest thing I can take away from Joe Burrow's game is he can play with a chip on his shoulder, and he does his best job under pressure. And that's what I like about him. I think he's going to go to Cincinnati. He's going to continue to impress because that's just the guy he is.
0: And I like how you pointed out that, um, you know, he's come a long way the past two seasons that he's been at LSU. Because you got to remember, in 2017, he was on Ohio State with JT Barry and Dwayne Haskins. Now, Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback of the Washington Redskins right now. He hasn't been doing phenomenal, but he's a young quarterback that they, you know, are going to build around. And speaking about building around, you know, the Redskins were number two overall. They took Chase Young, who was a defensive end out of Ohio State. Now, Chase Young, like you said, like about Burrow, he's a game changer. The Redskins' defensive rating was a 27 out of 32 teams last year. Now, one player is not going to make that big of a difference.
1: Not in the short term, but in the long run, that one player could be a key component moving forward to that defense, you know, jumping up to the top ten defense.
0: I think what they're going to do is they're going to take Dwayne Haskins and they're going to build around him on offense, and they're going to take Chase Young and build around him on defense.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: They're both young enough. I mean, they're early 20s. They're going to be there for a while unless they get traded away or something happens to them. And I hope neither one of those happens because – I like to watch the Redskins every now and then. Now, going back to what you said earlier about Joe Barrow playing with a chip on his shoulder, speaking of a guy that's going to have a chip on his shoulder next year is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. If you don't know it already, which I'm sure you do, the Packers gave up a fourth-round pick to move up a couple of spots in the draft to secure quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. Now, Rodgers didn't know about this. How would you feel if a team that you took to the Super Bowl and you have one ring with and you took them to the playoffs last year uh, just up and drafted a quarterback without talking to you about it first?
1: You know, I could see where there would be some concern there, but at the same time, I would I would think that I would take that as motivation to do even better. So Aaron Rodgers is a great player, don't get me wrong, but he is climbing on up to in age. You know, he's... He's going to have to run out of his his luck at some point, I guess I would say.
0: So, what you're saying is there's a uh, huge chip on his shoulder.
1: Yes, and I think he's either going to come out and impress, or he's going to come out and show us why the Packers drafted a new quarterback.
0: That is a very... Um, I'll just say that that is a very broad statement. Now, you got to think, Farb... Was 35 when they drafted Rodgers. Rodgers right now is 36. So Matt Lafleur is keeping up with what the Packers organization has done for the past few years, for past few years for the the past few quarterbacks, I should say. Um, other news coming out of Georgia is the Olan player who was drafted fourth overall. To the New York Giants.
1: Yes, Andrew Thomas. And I think he is going to be a big part of that offensive line getting better.
0: Now, I don't doubt that the offensive line is going to get better. Because I know that Georgia had the biggest and the tallest offensive line in college football last year.
1: They did. But we see where that got us with the run game. (laughs) Now, Thomas was always somebody that stuck out to me on the offensive line. You know, I loved watching him. He was physical. He was fast off the line, and he can make plays. I saw him create multiple holes for those running backs.
0: I can see the need for the Giants to get an O-line. But the thing is, there was o lineman tra- uh, projected to go ahead of him that he jumped over. Do you have any concern about that?
1: No. No. I think he's right where he needs to be, and he got drafted at the time he needed to be drafted in. And I think he will continue to do big things in New York.
0: Well, you know, he went fourth overall. And the next offensive offensive lineman to go was tenth overall. He went to the Cleveland Browns out of Alabama. I think they jumped the gun a little bit, but if they think that that's what they need, I guess that's what they went and got.
1: Well, we've seen time and time again last season where Baker Mayfield found himself under pressure and even laying on the turf, with the football still in his hands. I can understand where they would want to go with a new offensive player or new offensive lineman, but much like you, I believe there are still some key positions that should have been filled before that.
0: Next offensive lineman, or the next offensive lineman that we're going to be talking about is Mecca Beckton. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I am extremely sorry. But uh, he was drafted to the Jets. And the only thing that I uh, am going to say about him is he's a big boy.
1: He is. He is a huge man.
0: He's a big boy, and he's going to be fun to watch. He was putting people on their backsides. And I think I'm going to have to watch a few Jets games coming up just so I can see him throw people around like ragdolls.
1: And I think he will do that.
0: I think he will. Now, if somebody like that would come to Atlanta, then uh, Todd Gurley might have somebody to run behind.
1: Yep, because we know he's going to be getting the ball many times this upcoming season, because I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Matt Ryan is on his way out. Matt Ryan I watched multiple times last year, tried to throw the deep ball and underthrow it tremendously and seen that get picked off. I'm hate it for him, because I loved Matt Ryan when he first came into the Falcons, but it seems like after that 2016 season, he's just not the same
0: guy anymore. Now, the Falcons have been on a decline ever since the halftime of the Super Bowl, where the Patriots come back on a 25-point deficit and absolutely strolled the Falcons.
1: That so Tom Brady factor him.
0: I guess so Speaking of Tom Brady He went to the Bucks now, Along with Rob Gronkowski Yep yeah, Rob Gronkowski's there too Now I'm an Atlanta fan I don't like Tom Brady But I do respect him Tom Brady Has been the go-to quarterback For the New England Patriots For years he was taken 199th overall. <clears throat> what other quarterback do you know in recent memory that was taken 199th overall and turned that into six Super Bowl rings? I
1: can't think of one that just shows how underestimated Tom Brady was when he came into the league, which is going to be another point I'm going to throw at Joe Burrow. He went around round one, pick one, and he's still underestimated. If Tom Brady can turn that 199th pick into the career he's had in the NFL I'm gonna say it now, and Burrow's gonna be the
0: next one in line. I have some bold statements coming from Jesse. But hey, at least we got it recorded. So if it doesn't turn out, you can't go back on your word. True. Now, the Buccaneers drafted an offensive tackle to, um, help protect Brady. Now, Brady's getting up there in age. He always says he wants to play till he's 45. He's 42 right now. He might be about to turn 43. He's signed a two-year deal. I think once those two years are up, he's going to be out of there.
1: I think Brady's going to for sure go after at least one more Super Bowl ring, whether that means staying another year or so after he turns 45 or retiring at 45. Now, no one knows except him, but I think it's going to be really interesting down there in Tampa Bay, especially having him and Gronk back on the same team
0: again. It's interesting that you pull up a Super Bowl ring. What if he wins it before he's 45? Is he going to leave before then, or is he going to win a ring and then play until he's 45 and say he's done?
1: I think he'll play until he's 45. He's been talking about that for years now. And whether he wins it this year or not, I think, you know, he'll still have one or two more seasons left in him. If he's not, if he's older than 45 and still has not won another ring, I think he's still going to go try to get one more at least.
0: Well, that's fair enough. Well, you know, Brady's been the franchise QB for this uh, Patriots for a long time. What, and, you know, very surprising to me, I don't know if it was surprising to you, Patriots did not pick up a quarterback in the draft.
1: Well, they've got that good no-name, as I'll call him, Because no definitely not a household name.
0: So you talking about uh, Garrett? Fidham or
1: Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. There you go. Thank you for running my excuse for not knowing who he is. I've seen bits and pieces of Brian Hoyer's game, and I think he's a good quarterback that can get them through this season. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback moving forward, though. They've got their eye on something, and I'm going to go straight in and say that that's something that's going to be Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft.
0: Ooh, you think they're going to go Trevor Lawrence?
1: I think they're going to try to get Trevor.
0: See, because... I was really surprised with the number five overall pick by the of Miami Dolphins going for Tua Tungabalua. Hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, they were going to hold out this year and not get a quarterback and wait for Lawrence last year because of the injury concerns with uh, Tungabalua.
1: And coming off so many injuries like that, it's going to be hard for Tua to Get back to 100%. And I don't know that he'll ever get back to 100%. You know, he's had the ankle injury, knee injury, and now a hip injury.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of, of stuff building on that leg. Oh, you know, so it was all on the same leg? I believe so. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it was all the same leg, and I think that was his right leg. But I just don't see him... Being the star that he was in Alabama for Miami, I could be wrong. He could snap back and, you know, have an absolutely breakout season. I just don't see it happening.
0: Now, drafted right after Tungvaloa was Justin Hubert out of Oregon. Now, they're bringing him in to try to replace Phillip Rivers, who went to the Colts. He signed a one-year deal. He was hoping for a two-year deal. They only gave him a one-year deal. What do you think that that says about the Colts?
1: Well, you know, the Colts went out and they drafted Jacob Eason, round four-pick, 122. I think Rivers is, you know, it's like I was discussing with your dad the other day. Phillip Rivers is a good mediocre quarterback. There's nothing special about him. There's nothing that makes me remember that he exists unless he's brought up to me. I think the Colts are not looking at him for their franchise guy. You know, they go out, they get Jacob Eason, who we all know is an absolute gunslinger. If he can, if he can gain more knowledge of the game and work on that accuracy, Jacob Eason is going to be an absolute weapon for the Colts moving forward. And I think that's what they're looking
0: at. So um, this might be a little bit too soon, but what do you think about an Eason Luck comparison?
1: It's way too soon to tell. I need to see how Eason can do out there on the field and the chemistry he can build on that team. Now, Andrew Luck was, like I just referred to for Eason, an absolute weapon for the Colts. Do I think his season ended much too soon? Yes. And do I respect his choice to go out under his own terms? Yes. Until I see Eason on the field, I don't think you can compare the two, and I don't know that you would be able to compare them moving forward.
0: I guess only Tom will tell. I guess uh the only comparison can be is after he's in place for a couple of years, well as many years as luck, we can look at their stats like that and go from there. Now, the Carolina Panthers was the next pick at number seven. They got rid of Newton and they didn't draft a quarterback. You know, all the people that I thought would draft a quarterback are just skipping on them. You know, of course, everybody knew that Cincinnati was probably going to draft a QB. I thought the Dolphins were going to skip because you know the Dolphins are supposed to tank this year to get the number one overall pick. But the Panthers? That really just it blew my mind.
1: Well, and before you before you debate me on this, just hear me out. So much like I was talking about, you know, the Patriots fighting until next year to get Lawrence. We still have some good QBs left in college. And some stars left in college. Now, we both know that Carolina likes to have a mobile QB. We saw that with Cam Newton.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to say, what if they got their eye on Jamie Newman? Currently playing for the Dogs?
0: Well... I guess we'll just see, because uh, Brom took most of the snaps in Georgia, so um, Newman hasn't had a chance to prove himself yet.
1: We'll have to see how he does this season.
0: That will be a uh very welcomed experience if we do get a football season this year. Now, coming in at number 16 was the Atlanta Falcons. I'm just going to be straight up, what are the Falcons doing? Are they rebuilding? Are they trying to get younger players in? Which, don't get me wrong, is that not what a rebuild is?
1: It is, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're focusing heavily on that defense. And, you know, we know that Matt Ryan still has one to two years left in his contract. While I think it's time to go ahead and get a quarterback and this draft would have been a great draft to do that in. They're going to wait until Matt Ryan's coming up on the end, the absolute end of his of his contract there, to go out and get somebody else. And the Falcons might have their eye on somebody still in college football, for all we know of. I don't exactly understand the logic behind the rebuild, but as long as they're open to the option of rebuilding, getting new people, seeing some of the current faces go, including Dan Quinn, I'm happy with the choice.
0: Oh, you already think it's time for Dan Quinn to be out.
1: Don't get me wrong. Dan Quinn still has his locker room. We saw that team turn around last year. But after some of the decisions I've seen made and some of the mistakes I've seen made in recent years and comparing that, you know, with the record with us not making, you know, we had so much talent in 2016 that we still have maybe even more now on that team but we still cannot break that you know turn that corner and be a championship
0: team see I'm going to disagree with you right there I don't think we have the same talent that we did in 2016 because if I'm not mistaken Julio was still showing up to practices in 2016 and he has quit doing that now Not only has he quit doing that, Trufant's gone. Vic Beasley's gone, which I think Beasley needed to change the scenery.
1: Beasley was a liability in Atlanta.
0: Oof. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm partial to Beasley because um, I know. Don't get me wrong. I like it.
1: But I think the major inconsistency that I've seen over his past two seasons in Atlanta was just out the window.
0: Send him right out the window and right into Tennessee. Hope he does the best. Um, you know, maybe a change of scenery is all he needs.
1: And sometimes that's all it takes. You know, having the slightest little change can kind of breathe that new breath of life into you. And I'm like you, I hope to see that happen to him because I like Vic Beasley. I just think his time in Atlanta was over.
0: Well,. Let's hope that Todd Gurley's time in Atlanta has just begun. You know, he's coming from the Rams, out there in um, Los Angeles.
1: You know, I can tell you how good it is to see him in red and black again. Todd Gurley was an absolute animal at Georgia, and he comes to Atlanta with high hopes of being that same animal. I know he's hurt, and he's, you know, much like I was saying about Tua earlier, he's had a lot of injuries in the same leg. But I think Ty Gurley is going to be 100%. And he's going to be ready to absolutely run the ball down everybody's throats this year. He's going to be a running back to watch out for.
0: Well, I guess we'll see. Um, You know, the Falcons went out and dropped to the center. He's uh, going to replace Alex Mack uh, probably in the near future. I think he's on his way out. But I was trying to look and see if they drafted anybody to, to help block for Gurley. I'm not you know, seeing anybody in the first few two or three rounds, but you know, how was their offensive line last year? Were they consistent?
1: Mm, consistently less than mediocre in my opinion. I don't know exactly how many times Matt Ryan was sacked last year, but I know he spent a lot of time under pressure.
0: It says he was sacked for Forty eight times in fifteen games in twenty nineteen. Eleven of those games Ryan was taken down multiple times. <laughs> well of course that's how you get, you know, forty eight out of fifteen. But um obviously we need um we need some help on the whole line. And I'm not saying that they didn't draft that. I'm just not seeing it. You know, they drafted the linebacker, they drafted the cornerback, they drafted the center. Um, What do you think about that corner that they drafted? Uh, well, will be
1: honest with you, I don't know much about him. I did watch just a little bit of film on him, and I think he's going to help that defense in a big way. You know, obviously there's some big shoes to fill in Atlanta right now on the defensive side between Vic Beasley and Desmond Trufant. Those are some big names that you have to step into and try to try to become what they were in their prime. There, and I think he's got the ability to do it.
0: You know, it's weird. Um, oh, uh, Falcons traded away Mohammed Sanu, and uh, the pick before the cornerback was a wide receiver, and the pick after the cornerback was a wide receiver. Do you think that that was a smart move?
1: No. I don't agree with getting rid of Muhammad today, much like I don't agree with getting rid of Tevin Coleman. When the Falcons traded Tevin Coleman, I don't know what was going through their heads. Because look at Tevin Coleman now versus what Devonta Freeman has been the past two years.
0: Mm-hmm. Sort to fix that, they went out and got Gurley. Yes. Still don't know how he's going to produce.
1: But, and released, released Devonta Freeman, who, by the way, has still not been signed, to my knowledge, by any other team in the NFL. And getting rid of Sanu, Sanu wasn't as good as Julio. But Sanu had twice the heart. I feel like Julio has.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Ten out of ten.
1: And, you know, you throw that 50-50 ball up. Sanu was almost, in my opinion, on the same level as Julio about going to get it.
0: I can see that. Now, another guy that I think plays with, uh, heart is Jerry, Jerry Judy, who was taken 15th overall by the Denver Broncos, by, um John Elway, John Elway. Can't believe I messed up his name. And, uh, I was watching the job when that happened, and Elway was all smiles. I think, uh, I think Jerry Judy found him a good place. And then right after that was C.D. Lamb, who I thought might be picked up before Jerry Judy. But, you know, he's going to the Cowboys, who's got Dak, Ezekiel, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Randall Cobb. He's going to a high-powered offense that I think will be doing some things next year.
1: Mark my words now. We will see the Cowboys at least go to the semifinals in the playoffs. Ooh, semifinals. not the Super Bowl.
0: That's a lot. You know, they got a new head coach. They, uh, they're probably going to be buttons and heads this first year. But, uh, you know, this is just my opinion. I don't know what y'all think about this. Jerry Jones needs to let up. Just let a little bit of slack to the head coach. I mean, Jerry Jones is the GM, the president, the – he's everything but the head coach. He might as well be the head coach. He might as well be the head coach. Uh, I don't think McCarthy's time is going to be – I don't think he's going to be there long. Him and Jones will butt heads. And I um, don't say anything about, bad about Jason Garrett. But uh, McCarthy ain't going to back down. To what Jerry Jones says. And I think his time there will be short-lived.
1: I can see that. You know, anytime you have conflict like that, you're not going to stay around that conflict. And I hate to see it happen like that, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes.
0: Now, moving along, well, I guess going back to the Falcons. (laughs) They had a, uh, not really a messed up draft not. But uh, they passed on some Georgia players. You know they, pa- or I guess they didn't pass on the uh, offensive line guy that got taken fourth overall. But had he been on the board at pick 16, would they have taken him?
1: A trend I've noticed. You've never seen the Falcons take many players from the University of Georgia.
0: No, you don't. You don't, I don't know why that
1: is because the University of Georgia breeds some of the best players.
0: You don't see them taking from Georgia. You don't see them taking from Georgia Tech. You don't see them taking from Georgia Southern. You know, I heard. You know, I was listening to the radio the other day, and I heard a guy talking about it, and he said, "You know, you don't see teams taking players in from the same state. from the same state because the expectations are going to be so much higher. You know, they do great in college." NFL team takes a chance on well, them. They don't turn out. Apparently, that's worse if they're from Georgia than if they were from Florida or Wisconsin. See,
1: but to me, it would almost be to you me. You'd rather take that because you'd rather. You know, those players want to stay in their hometown,
0: to their me, home state. To me, a flop is a flop. I don't. I don't see the point in a flop coming from California or Maine or Georgia. I just. A flop's a flop to me. Moving along, uh, Saints are looking – are they looking for a new quarterback? What, What are they doing? I don't know.
1: I've heard rumors that the Saints are looking at Jameis Winston, and if that be the case, then rest in peace to the Saints. I do not believe Jameis is the man for the job. I've never been a Jameis supporter. I do not think he's a good quarterback. And I think Drew Brees still has a lot of time left before he's ready to hang up the cleats and the pads. I don't think Brees has a lot of time
0: left. He has at most three years.
1: I give him five.
0: He has three years.
1: We'll agree to disagree on that
0: one. Okay. But the thing that I don't get is the Saints are still investing time and money into Taysom Hill. He is the second highest-paid backup quarterback. Like, why? Why pay him to sit on the bench? I understand he's a position player and he plays a lot of different things, but uh, I just I don't see it.
1: Taysom Hill to me is well, he's he's a good quarterback in my opinion. He's an athlete. Who knows, maybe they're not planning on him to be the second-string quarterback in New Orleans. Maybe they have a bigger plan for him somewhere else in a different position. I've seen quarterbacks before switch to end in college. Believe it or not, one of our old buddies from high school, Chris James, who had played quarterback from his like sophomore year up to his senior year, and then went on to play in college at Valdosta, Hutchinson, and now... University of Tennessee Chattanooga for the Mocks just switched to quarter or tight in last year. So, with Taysom, they could have something like that in mind. Maybe a position change. Maybe they see him somewhere else fulfilling a bigger role.
0: Well, I hope the best for him, <clears throat> but, um, you know, I think Tebow would still be in the league if they, if he would have agreed to a position change. But, fun fact about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, uh, Taysom Hill has completed seven passes to the Saints. Now, I can't tell you how long he's been on the Saints, but whenever they put him in, they usually just run the ball. Jameis Winston has thrown ten interceptions against the Saints. So, theoretically, Jameis Winston has completed more passes to Saints players than Taysom Hill has.
1: On the defensive side. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm just talking about uniforms.
1: Jameis Winston reminds me a lot of Joe Cox. He is the best defensive player on my team.
0: Can't really put that any other way. For the stats for Winston at 2019, he had 380 completions on 626 passes. That is a 60.7 completion rating. Not bad. When I think of a quarterback, I think it probably... You know, 65, 70% is a really good year. So 60 isn't terrible. He's knocking on the door. 5,109 passing yards. That's, that's good. 33 touchdowns. Um, and then we get into the bad stats. 30, I repeat, 30 interceptions. He had three more touchdowns than he did interceptions. Which is why I say he should be the
1: defensive player of the year.
0: And on top of that, 47 sacks. So, I don't think you can blame all the interceptions on him. Probably some of the time he felt pressured. Threw the ball up for grabs just to try to get it out. And uh, it backfired.
1: Well, let me also ask you this. When's the last time you've heard of a good... Breaking headline from Jameis Winston.
0: Probably uh, his time at Florida State.
1: And I think that'll continue that way. He has been on a decline since college, and he will continue to be on that decline.
0: Now, Drew Brees, comparing stats of 2019, uh, completed 81 of his passes out of 378 attempts. That is a 74% completion rating.
1: Well, those are really good years you were, is it? Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, he had about half the yards that, uh, Winston added 2,979. Um, 27 touchdowns, so less touchdowns. But, um, only four picks. That is a huge difference, but the other big difference is is he was only sacked 12 times.
1: Yeah. Breeze knows how to get rid of the ball. He knows how to run his check downs and throw underneath. He knows how to get those quick yards. But you also have to think, the Saints have another key factor into acquiring points and yards, and that's Alvin Kamara. Yep. Yep. Winston had to throw the ball. Winston threw the ball. Also had... If I looked at your sheet right, about 300 more attempts than Drew Brees. So I'm sure that plays a big factor into the yards as well. But so while we're getting into the quarterback comparisons here, I've got just a few things I want to talk about with some of the quarterbacks that we've seen go in the draft this year. So honestly, first, we're going to talk about Joe Burrow. six six, 227 pounds. Goes to the Bengals' number one overall.
0: Can I just uh, point something out real quick? Mm-hmm. Out of these four quarterbacks you have – Three of them left an SEC team and went to the NFL. The other one was on an SEC team before he went to Washington and then went to the NFL. Uh, do you uh, favor the SEC? I
1: favor the SEC heavily. Okay. The SEC reads the best football players, in my per- personal opinion. Well, as long as you're honest. But, back to Joe Burrow. His 2019 stats. Burrow threw... For 402 completions on 527 attempts, that's a 76.3 completion percentage. If you're for 60 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and 5,671 yards. That is an absolutely breathtaking season for a quarterback, especially the team at LSU that we didn't really see going as far as they went at the beginning of that season. Now, I want to see how Burrow stacks up to from Fromm, Eason, and Tua. Jake Fromm comes in at 6'2", 220 pounds. On 234 completions of 385 attempts, 60.8% completion rate. He threw 24 touchdowns, 5 picks, and 2,860 yards worth of passing in Georgia just in 2019. He went round 5 pick 167 to the Bills. I think Fromm has that electrifying ability in him, but I don't see him being anything great in the NFL. I think, and I hope he proves me wrong.
0: I hope he proves me wrong too. But uh, his last year at Georgia was not very good. I think he will be a backup at best in the NFL.
1: I want to see him prove me wrong and go out there and make something in that career. Now let's get to Jacob Eason, the biggest overall quarterback out of this list size-wise. 6'6", 231 pounds. He got drafted round four, pick 122 by the Colts. He threw for 260 completions on 405 attempts, a 64.2 completion percentage, which is not bad. 23 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 3,132 yards. We're seeing the accuracy get better. We're seeing the game management get better. I think Eason is going to be a huge part of that Colts team moving forward.
0: Oh, yeah. He'll set a few years on the bench. He'll get some uh, pointers from Rivers, and he will be handed the reins.
1: And then here we go into the, what shocked me, and you the smallest quarterback on this list, and Intua Tagovailoa. I think I said his name right. Tagovailoa. Six foot flat, 216 pounds. Tua threw 180 completions on 252 attempts with a 71.4 completion percentage. Still very good statistics. 33 touchdowns, only three interceptions. In 2,840 yards, he went round one, pick five to the Dolphins. Tua is great, don't get me wrong. He continued to be great through various injuries in Alabama this year. But I think he... Went through too many injuries to fully overcome that. He was put in some horrible positions to have to go through that, and I do not see him being this great moving forward.
0: I hope he recovers. Have you had any surgeries for his injuries? I believe the ankle and hip. See, an injury is an injury, but once you have surgery, it's hard to come back. But I hope the best for him. And uh, I thank you for listening. We're out of time. Uh, please join us next week on All About Football, and we will see you then.